All right, because three is a crowd. I'm here today once again, as always. Blockhouse Summer 2020. Oh, yay. The year that won't end. The year that won't end. We're not here to, to talk about houses. We are here today to talk about Bob Dylan. This is the Bob Dylan podcast. Mm-hmm. We spend a whole week or two listening to a Bob Dylan song. And at the end of the week, we get together, we talk about it, talk about the lyrics, talk about the song, talk about whatever. Kelly learns how to play it if she, if she can, uh, unless it's just um, uh, no guitar like last week. Can't really play that song unless you find a trombone or something. I think I rubbed my contact yeah, into think the corner of my eye. I think you're dying here. Oh, did I fix it? I've been wearing my contacts because I had to put my mask on all day and it fogs oh. up your glasses. If you don't, I mean, something's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I've done something terrible. Did I fix it? I mean, I can see, so I must have fixed it. But how well can I see? This is good. It's good for the pod. Not as good. Wow. So clearly something's bad. I don't want to stick my hand in my eye because my hand is dirty. I mean, you should probably go fix this. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to Bob Dylan for most of my life. Kelly's heard roughly the same number of songs as the psalm. That is the exact middle chapter of the King James Version of the Bible. That's also the shortest psalm and the shortest chapter in the Bible. This week... It still feels like it's in my eyes. We listen to Eternal Circle. I mean, I definitely took it out, though. Off of the Bootleg Series, volume one through three. Psalm? I sung the song slowly as she stood in the shadows She stepped to the light as my silver string spun she called with her eyes to the tune as a playing But the song it was long and I'd only begun Through a bullet of light her face was We playing. spent the entire week listening to Eternal Circle, which we chose randomly last week. Before we get into the context and talk about the versions we listened to. What was your uh, interaction with this song? Always nice to have Bob and a guitar back. Uh, it's nice. Yeah, I will say nice. Nice song. Yeah. I don't know that I'll remember it. Sounds a lot like God on our side. Well, well, interesting that you would say that. Oh, is it? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> uh, but did, I mean, you liked it. It was yeah. it was fine. Yeah. It's, I, it is forgettable, but not in a bad way. Like, yeah. it's a nice acoustic song. Yeah. It's a, it's a simple, simple ditty. So this song uh, was played only a few times in his entire life, really. Um, It's only played officially three times total, uh, which I'll get into a little bit here. But the first two times he played it, he actually played with with his friends. He was still visiting Minnesota. He was still going back for the summer to see his friends in Minnesota. Uh, So he actually played at Tony Glover's house, who just died last May. I don't think we ever talked about it because I don't think we've talked about Tony Glover. And then he played it again uh, in July, July 17th, 1963, at his other friend Dave Whitaker's house. And this was before going to Newport, to his first Newport uh, Folk Festival where he did not play this song, but he was there at the Newport Folk Festival. Um, but he actually went in after Newport, which was July, I believe, 28th, 26th, something like that. Um, and he went in to record this. He recorded this on a couple of dates. Four takes on August 7th, uh, one false start, two interruptions, and possibly a finished version. Nobody's heard hmm. what became of that. So the outtake that we listened to, the one-minute uh, finger-picking one, yeah. that's very different from all the rest, That is, I, it's got to be the 7th because he gives up the finger-picking for the strumming. She stepped to the light as my silver string spun She called with her eyes 
to the tune as I play But the song it was long and I don't need begun Through a bullet of light her face was reflecting The fast fading words that in that day, it's interesting because he actually, um, before he recorded Eternal Circle, he did the album versions for uh, Times They Aren't Changing. He did the album versions for Episode 40, Ballad of Hollis Brown, uh, With God on Our Side, oh. Only Upon in Their Game, and Boots of Spanish Leather, Episode 67. So he did, and those all in one take, all of them made the record. And then he goes into Eternal Circle and everything falls apart. So did not <laughs> did not make the record. And it, and it sort of makes sense. And we'll get into that, too. But August 12th, he goes back in. Four more takes. Three false starts. One version of it um, that you can find on Bob Dylan's copyright album that he put out to make sure all the songs stayed in the not in, not going to public domain after 15 years. So the, the 50th anniversary collection, 1963, that w- they released 100 copies in Europe just to make sure that it didn't lapse into public domain and they could still put out whatever. So it was just a treasure trove of like all this uh, crazy material, including the live version of this song that we got was a part of that, but it's been bootlegged for years. Um, and Paths of Victory, episode 36, uh, he recorded it right on August 12th, right after for trying this song, he recorded Paths of Victory, which also didn't make any record or anything That's like that. That's Tins of Biscuits, right? Tins of Biscuits. Biscuits. Bowls of gravy. Yes. <laughs> uh, Woody Guthrie Month, way back in the day. I mean, after. It was our first song after Woody Guthrie Month. And then finally, for the for the last time, I think at the last session for Times They Are Changing, he, October 24th, he did four more takes, one of them complete, which is on the Bootleg Series, Volume 1 through 3. One more false start and two more interruptions. Uh, this was the first song of the day. First take was the one that we get. Uh, later on that day, he recorded the album takes of Times They Are Changing and The Lovely One, Too Many Mornings. So in between making the, the album, he kind of has this song that kind of just keeps coming up. But I think it's so simple that it's it's hard to like justify putting it on over something else that just has more weight. We did with God on our side, right? We did. Episode okay. 52. Yeah, yeah, I looked it up on Dylan Chords to see if it was the same mm. chords because it sounded so similar. It is not. I don't think it's in the same key. I couldn't tell. But because um, this is in C major not, and I couldn't tell what that one was. When I was looking at the chords, I realized they're on the same album or would have been on the yes. same album. I was like, I see you. Clearly you were in a mood. <laughs> yeah, same day too. I mean, that's yeah. like clearly like you know and you can hear it you really can it totally makes sense so yeah the three times he's played it live were obviously the two times at his friend's house royal uh festival hall on may 7th 1964 which we listened to and that's on that 50th anniversary collection but it's also been bootlegged for a long time uh two times he played it two other times potentially um once at the lister auditorium on at george washington university on december 14th 1963 but we don't actually have a tape of that nobody recorded it and the set list is questionable. So even BobDylan.com says, we do not know. So oh, no, thank you. The, in, the infallible The infallible Bob, Bob Yes. So because it's a questionable set list, they say, no, no, we don't trust it. Uh, there's no tape for it. We can't confirm it. We don't have it in our archives, basically. And then uh, famously, the Berkeley show from 63 and 64 and shit, 65 too. Nobody in Berkeley was fucking California. California were fucking recording anything. So You're living in the moment, man. Living in the moment, loving in the moment, and uh, <laughs> it didn't. It didn't survive. Nothing. So another questionable set list. And BobDylan.com says no, even though we 
think we know that he played it there. So, uh, so yeah, only three times officially, but potentially five times. But after that, I mean, after uh, Festival Hall, which was May of 64, so it was a full, almost a year after he, he was done with it. Why did it come out? Who knows? But it was never played again. Bob Dylan was interviewed by a man named Paul Zolo, who I think is for um, American Songwriter Magazine now. But I think there was a, either a, some sort of a radio show or possibly some uh, magazine back in the day called Song Talk in 1991. Um, it's one of my favorite interviews. I read it a long time ago, but it was really fun to re- reread it now because the song is kind of about performing and about songs in general. But the best part about this has nothing to do with the song, but I do want to read. And if we can all just sort of imagine 1991, Bob Dylan sitting around being interviewed. This was near the end of an interview. Throughout the interview, he randomly picks up a Peruvian flute multiple times and we'll just, random, mm-hmm, we'll just randomly start playing it. Just play a little. Just play a little bit of the thing. And so at the very end, he's just clearly into this Peruvian flute. And every time it's just very funny to see Bob Dylan picks up Peruvian flute, like toots on the toots on the hoot. Uh, toots on the hoot. <laughs> toots on the hoot. Toots on the hoot. Toots on the flute. Uh, so <laughs> this exchange is so great. It says, picks up Peruvian flute. And then Bob, like this old thing here. It's nothing. It's some kind of thing. What is it? Listen plays a slow tune on the flute here listen to this song plays more okay that's a song it don't need any words why do songs need words they don't songs don't need words they don't uh the nobel prize for for winning (laughs) so incredible so our song does have words in it our song does have words song does what does it need them does it need them Uh, hey you can respect that songs don't need Uh, words i think i 100 agree i i i definitely agree on on principle but i like i like my words (laughs) i like words i like words uh earlier in that same interview they had a conversation just about like bob said that hank williams was his favorite or he's the best songwriter and uh zola was like what the fuck yo what about woody guthrie how you just gonna throw woody guthrie under the bus (laughs) he's like all right all right i can see they're both great you can imagine both of them doing the same type of songs uh from one another but he's like you must remember paul everybody must remember all of you reading they're not just writers. They're also performers. So this is, ties us into this song. Um, to, to read his quote, he says, uh, after reminding us that they are performers, quote, and that's another thing which separates a person who just writes a song. People who don't perform but who are so locked into the other person who does, they can sort of feel what the other person would like to say in a song and be able to write those lyrics, which is a different thing from a performer who needs a song to play on stage year after year. Zolo asks, And you always wrote your songs for yourself to sing. And Bob says, my songs were written with me in mind. In those situations, several people might say, do you have a song lying around? The best songs to me, my best songs, are songs which were written very quickly. Yeah, very, very quickly. Just about as much time it takes to write it down is as long as it takes for me to write it. Other than that, there are a lot of ones that haven't made it. They haven't survived. They could. They need to be dragged out, you know, and looked up again, maybe. And I don't know if this song is one of those types of songs that needs to be resurrected in any way, but it is certainly a great song. You put it on. I think there's a lot of people out there that will be like, oh, this is really good. I've never heard this before. Uh, it's easy to overlook it. Um, but but if you try to sink your teeth into it, I think I have the same problem with you as you. I don't know how much you can really do it without stretching the bounds of what we're doing here. Um so we listen to three different versions of this song. As I said, we listen to a live version. We listen, listen to a minute-long out, outtake with some finger-picking. And we listen to the, uh, the version on the official bootleg series uh, from October 24th. Which version did you prefer of all of them? Was there any one that you liked? 
wish the outtake version he had like finished because you rearrange the lyrics a little bit and it just it obviously with the finger picking style yeah it sounds completely different so it was the first take too so it's like the most yeah and it also makes it sound different than with god on our side like so I feel like that one has an edge if only it were a complete version. Well, that's why I said there's the one complete take of that day that no yeah. one's seen. That'd be cool. So I'm yeah. sure some bootleg series out of nowhere will have that. Um, and I think, so I think the one that's on the bootleg series, whichever the Spotify one was, yeah. um, I think that gets the edge just because it's a little bit faster. Yeah. We get to the point quicker. It but opens it, up It opens up the second disc, too, of hmm. the bootleg. So volume two opens with this. And I think it's a pretty appropriate opening my version's cute though too i like that it's like this is for people who play an instrument everyone laughs yeah and then he's like it's not as easy as it seems there's a song for uh, for anybody that plays an instrument it's not so easy Yeah, I really like – it's another great era. You know, I'm definitely a, a 75, uh, you know, stanner. But, like, I really like this for this era of Bob, too, where he is singing that stuff with, like, authority. He's got I a def- – really I, like I noted it. that about the, the live version, that he's got a, an affectation on his voice that I can't quite place because it's not Muppet Bob. No, no, not at all. But it's also not, folks, I can't open my mouth, Bob. Which came before, like I am Woody Guthrie. Hear me roar, yeah, yeah. Bob. Yeah, it's an interesting place. He, it's like the most '60s he sounds. Mm. If if that like I know that's really vague and weird. And he's what is the '60s? He helped shape that I sound. Know, so I what know. are you saying? He sounds like himself. That's not descriptive at all. But do you know what I mean? Like, I do. He's got like I do. A, sixties voice sound. I wish I could No, I I, I I understand that. I think it's also weird because this song sort of came because he's only played it so many times. It's like he he had such a penchant for playing a lot of songs. There's a lot of songs we're gonna do that he never plays live. Obviously we've run across that a lot. Um but that he also discards incredibly quickly, right? He just like one time he plays it and then it's gone. This was weird because he played it. It didn't make the cut of the album. Usually that's a death sentence, right? Goes away into the bin. But no, out of nowhere, he's like, I'm going to play this one. So he's already moved and changed. He's already, like, writing his next album. And he's like, yeah, I'll just drag this song along. So it's really fun to get, like, the type of how his sound was already morphing. And he pulls this old song and puts it into there. And we can trace it now. Yeah, Bob Dylan in the 64 is definitely a different sound. And he's just one year away from, you know, fucking like Rolling Stone. You know, it's it's so close, but we're still playing with acoustic instruments. And there's no electricity yet so it's very interesting i glanced at my guitar and played it pretending that of all the eyes out there i could see none as her thoughts pounded hard like the pierce of an arrow but the song it was long and it had to get done But maybe that's it, right? And maybe it's he's got that that '60s sound, like his voice. But he, there's no electricity yet, so yeah, it's like maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's just like I wish I knew more artists that I could immediately be like, you know, he sounds like this. Mm. And I was gonna say he sounds 
more nasally head voice, but like again, that's Bob Dylan. He's making that sound. So maybe I'm just thinking of him through the lens of everyone else thinking about him, and then it's like too meta to True. explain things. Well, he's just saying nasally it sounds like Bob Dylan. To me, I'd be like, that sounds dope. But what I mean by that means absolutely not what yeah. you mean by that. Yeah. But whenever people say Bob Dylan, like the zombies, I, maybe I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I want. Yeah, maybe. I, I guess I'm trying to get into your spot. All I have, though, is I, I get the vocal stuff, but the music, not so much. It's um, almost less about his tonal, like the way he, his tone is singing and more about the way he's pronouncing things. It's like the newscaster voice mm-hmm. of the 60s. He's doing it while singing, which changes the tone of his voice before. I don't know what the fuck over. I think that it's kind of different. And that's neat. I think people are listening to this and they know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> But they don't know how to put it into words themselves because I think I, I think I get what you're saying too. Yeah, it's kind of different. It's kind of different, mm-hmm. and it's kind of great. It is. So this song, let's talk about the song. Okay. Um, what is going on in this song specifically? Like, if we're gonna break it down as like a as like a story, there's definitely obviously a story here. Is there? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bob is performing a song, mm-hmm. a song which we don't know. Maybe it's this song. Maybe it's another song. Uh, Who uh, knows? Oh. And there's also a, Bob. Why? Why is it Bob? A person. The narrator is performing a song. Have you listened to this podcast before? They're narrators, Kelly. <laughs> and the narrator sees a nice lady, and they're like, "Oh, look at that lady." Oh, wait, I'm still singing this song. Mm-hmm. It's like this person is so amazing and and striking, and they can't. Re- Take their eyes off them to the point where they're forgetting that they. Oh, I'm I'm supposed to be playing right now. I'm supposed to be playing my song. Yeah. That's right. Let me ground myself back to reality, which is playing my song. Yeah. But also, she's super hot. Okay, playing the song. Playing the playing song. I'm gonna <laughs> keep looking out. Keep yeah. seeing her until the end. I'm gonna scan the audience. Pretend I'm not staring at her. Playing the song. Stare directly at her. <laughs> but at the end, it doesn't work out well for our narrator. I mean, oh, she ran away. She's gone. Yeah. She looked out, and the girl's gone. Yeah. And yeah, I changed it live to say, um, you know, who, who'd stayed for so long. The, I looked for the girl who stayed. Uh, the other version is I looked to the girl who stared for so long. Because, I mean, it's all about eyes. There's so many eyes in this as well. I, I'm surprised that he didn't make it. I mean, obviously he fixed it later because he liked the staring. So he changed that for 64. But yeah, who stayed too long. And then she was gone. And, and I was searching for her. Well, what else can I do but pick up my guitar and keep playing? That's the eternal circle. Now we're just we're going back into the circle. So yeah, I mean the the only thing I can think here is um, I wish we had Kendra on this one, only so that she can t- uh, tell us about circles. Does she know a lot about circles? No, but I mean she's <laughs> into that mystical shit. So oh well, I guess I mean, that's the, the thing. idea of infinity, right? Like, that's right. I mean that's exactly Ouroboros what this is. and all that. Yeah, I mean there's a in that Zola, which I did not quote. Uh, he's got a, a whole quote about that too, about following the snake, the, t- the tail of the snake, basically. Uh, until you pop out the other side or whatever. So yeah, there, that idea is powerful. I know a lot of people online, especially uh, not 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 a lot of people talk about this song. But every time I see a comment or whatever, it's usually in that vein of like talking about circles and their in mysticism or, or religion or any type of thing. It's like they're powerful things. Uh, I don't know anything about them. That's not my the draw for me. But I, I'm sure if you are into circles, you probably like that he starts singing the song. And at the end, he begins the next mm-hmm. song, right? It's and it's also very much Bob Dylan, right? I mean, if beyond the narrator, it's very much what Bob Dylan does, right? I'm going to set down the song and then I'm going to play the next one. And he's a, such a performer now, especially with the NeverEnding Tour and all that shit. It's like we think of Bob Dylan as a performer. So I think it's a really great Bob Dylan theme song. 
Well, I guess you could zoom out of it and be like, or zoom into it. Is this macro or micro? I don't know. But if the song is just starting over and the like object of the song is this woman that they're yeah. like, they can't stop thinking about them and they're just there the whole time. And then she's gone. Oh, I'm, I can't stop thinking about her. She's amazing. And I'm like, oh, well, she's gone. Next one. Again. Uh, so. well, then we're Groundhog Day. Yeah. Well, no, now we're, I mean. You're right, it is a narrator, not Bob Dylan, because that is a very lesbian move of you to oh, be in love with a girl from across the room and then like, oh, well, she's the next person. Oh, I love her. I love her so much. I've, worked, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen her for one second. She's the one. She's the one. Oh, she's got, oh, well. Ah, the next one. No, she's the one for sure. <laughs> got to go to Cincinnati tonight and I'm going to fall in love again. <laughs> Why Cincinnati? I don't know. Well, it's the first city I thought of. What, Cincinnati can't get a shout out from me? Cincinnati is for all of them. That's what they say about Cincinnati. 160 miles to Cincinnati. Plastic Christ, my heart's breaking in my chest. 160 miles to regret. Shimmy for me in this hotel bed. Spiral out and spiral down. I remember how you first endeared yourself to me. All the sand. Virginia's for lovers, but uh, Cincinnati is in Ohio, yes. It's on the border of Kentucky and Ohio. It's in Ohio, but right across the river is Kentucky. Do they have a football team? They got all the teams. What do you think the team names are? They have they have three teams. Nope, two. Only two. They have a baseball and a football team. Cincinnati? Cincinnati. Has a football team. Yeah, absolutely. You know what it is. When I say it, you'll know. Don't say it. I need to know. Well, do you want to okay. know what type of animal it is? Is it a tiger? No, because yes, yeah, it is a, t- a type of tiger. I mean, it's not a tiger, but oh, it the is. Bengals. Yes, Bengals. They have the fun helmets. Yeah, they have the best. Oh helmets. shit! Yeah, I guess I was confusing them with oh the Lions, yeah. Detroit Lions, and Cincinnati baseball team. Seahawks. No. What's your favorite? Orioles. No. Name a color. Brown. The colors on this table. Brown. No. <laughs> Red. Yes. Red Soxes. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Cincinnati Reds. Oh, what? Yep. Come on. Just the Reds. Oh, I guess like the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. <laughs> the Cincinnati Reds. Well, the Browns was named after a person, but it might have been an influence. I don't actually know. Wait, okay. So that's baseball? That's it. Yeah, ba- baseball and football. Oh, I don't, they, they don't have a hockey that. team? No, they, they, no, definitely not. <laughs> no, I don't think Cincinnati could support a hockey team. And here we were saying Cincinnati. All these I, know. Things about Cincinnati. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a rough place. I mean, I'm sure back in the day they could have, but not today. Oh, tangent. Yes, anyways. Do you want me to try to play the song? I don't really know it that well. I do that to break the, yeah, break this morass here. <laughs> oh. Let's get us back on track. Oh, that's nice. I can't remember how this chord goes. Also a D. <laughs> and then there's this number. 
Wait. Mm. That was close. How, what, is, what is it? That's it. That sounds so good. Yeah, I wish this stupid. I don't even know what it is. It's oh, it's an E six chord, but I, I like. I'm so not familiar with this, and I, my fingers want to do something completely different. It's a lot of work to get to basically just a, an E major. Oh, I should have thought of that sooner. Does that really make that much of a difference? Don't ask me. See, that's nice. That's what you were doing there. That, that I love that little. That that's what makes the song good. Is that little thing? Yeah, he does that in return. Anyway, there's a capo in the third fret to hmm. the C major. So you learned that in chord. five minutes. Well, you didn't learn it. Clearly, I have some work to do. But I like this little D over F sharp chord. <laughs> that's not how I play, but it's a very soothing sound. Yeah, it's very nice. See. I don't know what kind of Travis picking pattern he was doing, but. Oh, fuck this fucking, fucking chord. Sorry, America. Oh, other people live in America. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone. I would uh, kill myself if I could do the doom, 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 doom. This is literally the coolest thing in the world. I would literally do it all the time and just be like, marvel at me. It's just, just a, marvel it's at just me. A sus two. I don't know what that means, but that's what it is. It's an A sus two chord. Just you just go from an A and you move your little ring finger down one fret, move it back up, and then you let it go, and then that's it. You could do it. You I, do I, play A sus two. <laughs> could Kinder play it? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe someday we'll all do it. Maybe on the on the when we come back and revisit this episode in five years, we'll do. We'll we'll look into. We'll have Kendra on here in five years to talk about circles, and we'll talk about Bob Dylan writing, uh, his his poem in the Newport Folk Festival uh, pamphlet that they give out the little program. I wrote a poem called "For Dave Glover." We did talk about this because he brought up the John Birch Society way back in episode twelve. So I actually did mention uh, "For Dave, Dave Glover" the poem before but we will talk about that when we revisit the song later i glanced at my guitar and played it pretending that of all the eyes out there i could see none as her thoughts pounded hard like the pierce of an arrow but the song it was long and it had to get done Uh, we did talk about this being related to a lady. So he's definitely looking out into the, into the crowd and he's seeing a lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does he, say that. He does. You know, she, she called me with her eye. I mean, it, this is a very, basically at the very end of the day, it's a very pretty poem yeah. with a lot of very evocative images. And it does revolve around her. You know, the narrator's looking out. She called with her eyes to the tune I was playing. Through a bullet of light, her face was reflecting. And that's Very a good line. Beautiful. Bullet of light. It's mm, fucking good. Uh, with her long distance look, her eyes were on fire. Like, oof, that's hot. Um, and our narrator's eyes danced 
a circle across her clear outline? Like, what even does that mean? Like, has she blended into the crowd at this point? But he knows exactly where to look. So she's just like a black, I don't know, there's a light moved off of her or something because lights are moving around. I don't know. Oh, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, she's like, she's just light. an outline. Yeah. yeah, an outline now. It's very, ooh, with her head tilted sideways, she called me again. Uh, or in the 64 live version, uh, he sings, her eyes called me again. Again, going back to the eyes, really. Um, hammer in that home. Um, as the song is coming, winding down, she breathed hard through the echo. It's beautiful. I don't really know what that means. Because um, how can he hear her? But then again, if you're like so in tune with this person, right? You're just sharing th- this song. It's just for the two of you. Ah, love it. Uh, her thoughts pounded hard like the pierce of an arrow. And then when the song's over, look for the girl who'd stayed too long or stared too long. Her shadow is missing for all of my searching. And I put down my guitar. I play the next song. Or I picked up my guitar. I mean, he, he put it down, down to pick it up. Dramatic. So I picked up my guitar. No, oh, because he laid it down earlier. He laid down his guitar and then he, he picked it up. He does say guitar in a way that makes me guitar. question. If he's ever seen one? No. no. Uh, how I say it? Like, I was like, uh, wow, he's saying that really funny. I'm like, wait, how? Guitar. 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 And then it stops being a word. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I had that problem with Zolo earlier. I Zola? kept writing Paul Zolo, and I'm like, Zolo. That's not real. Zola. Same thing with jazz. It always gets me. I'm like, jazz. J-A- I mean, just think about it. J-A-Z-Z. Like, Come on, man. <laughs> Z-Z. I know. I People are going to gonna think we're Canadian. I wish we were rather Canadian. They, they thought I was British. Oh. Talking about Royal Festival Hall. Shots I know. I Canada. Brother thought I was British. <laughs> How dare anyone think we're Canadian. Uh, I also got heavy Mother Amuses vibes. It doesn't necessarily have to be just a woman. It can be just the generic muse, mother, I want to get married to Calliope, mother of muses, like that type of thing. And and that, that to me actually lines up pretty nicely because if we have mother of muses, which I think we all, you and I both agreed was definitely not our favorite from Rough and Rowdy Ways. But to have that song square 50 plus years later with this one is very cool. This whole idea of like if if he has been singing to something which he's talked about a lot, just picking songs out of nowhere and songs coming to him and stuff. If if that's even in any, any way wrapped into that, then it's very interesting to think of that he does this every night. He goes out and he looks and he scans and he can see not a particular person, but just like the entire thing is this person that he's singing to. And I don't know. It's very nice. I, I keep thinking about it being like, yeah, if you're thinking it beyond sure it's this woman but it could be beyond that it's just like the infatuation with the moment and like how a moment can really just stretch on forever and like life's just a series of moments man but like i'm gonna try to not sound like a crazy stone person because i mean but but it, yeah i mean i agree with you like there's a lot of that feeling for me too because the only other big thing i can think is regret you know like there's a way there's a world where you know in a in a in a rom-com or whatever he's jumping off the stage to go make out with this lady right yeah that's the actually the vision that i had too yeah. where you like you just, just transfixion then you got to put your guitar down and jump off and you just make out with her and then but, everybody goes Woo! but just like you're looking at um the moment lasts forever or whatever it's also in those moments i mean and this is true as anybody who lives life and it lives to a certain age even it's like all of these forking paths that you see all the time. Every choice you make really has reverberations. Uh, it's, this is not a video game. It's not Mass Effect or anything, right? It's but yeah, exactly. So there's actual consequences. So yeah, so it's like you can look out on the crowd and it's like if I jumped off the stage right now, yeah, I could make out with this chick. Like, <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be fine. But I could also make out with the chick in Cincinnati as well. But if I do jump off the stage – 
and I make out with that chick in Cincinnati or tonight or the night before, then I cease – everyone's going to demand their money back. The The reporter's going to write up a story about how I fucking – Jumped down on the stage and I ran off with a girl. Does this or every night or once, and he disappointed all of his fans. And then I cease being Bob Dylan, and then the whole thing is shattered. Right? Like I jumped off the stage for this, but I'm. It's such a part of me. Like being me is being up on the stage. So all of my desires that are out there in the world, or sitting in the crowd, if I acted upon them, I cease to be who I am. I, that maybe doesn't make any sense, but yeah. it's kind of like there's like a regret to it, like a little maybe a. I don't think a 20 year old Bob Dylan has an uh, has any ounce of regret, obviously at this point. But I think you could sing this song later, like an older person doing this song, and it could maybe be sadder, where it's like this is. I mean, I think that I didn't take the, the chance. Well, with the idea of it being a circle, particularly, I think it's like you can view it as everything kind of ends, but then something else comes back around, yeah. so it's not sad. So like, I I think that for me, I view it personally as. Don't be afraid of fleeting moments. Like mm-hmm. fleeting moments still have value. Just because they didn't last forever doesn't mean they weren't cool. Like you didn't yeah. have fun. You didn't learn something. But yeah, they, of course it's sad when it's over. But hey, yeah. I'll well, yeah. the next one. Well, it also made me miss going to shows really bad yeah. at that point. It's just like because yeah. a lot of what he's saying there, I just I get it. I feel it. Like all those flashing images. It's like yeah, I've been there. I've definitely been infatuated with the artist that I'm seeing, and I'm like, you're just taking everything. It's a great feeling. So, and I can't imagine being up on a stage at that sort of level. You know, the only time I ever performed was in garages and stuff. And it's the most exciting thing I've ever done in my life. You know, it's just, there's nothing like it. Um, and it's really fun. So I couldn't imagine being up there on a stage, especially when you're, a, a, you know, somebody who's done it a million times. And I think there's a little bit of that in this song, too, where it's like I'm not doing it for the first time where I'm like describing what it's that, that, that thrill the very first time you do it. I'm describing what it is to like the next level of that. Like I'm, I, I'm so unconsciously doing the motion of everything that I'm doing. I know it so well that I can really see everybody else. Like, and I mean, take the time to really just like laser beam on to one yeah. other person. Yeah. Cause the first time I ever played, I don't remember a damn thing that happened with anybody else. It was literally our mics were not grounded and it was like electricity was shooting into my mouth, but it was like the <laughs> absolute amazing. apex of every, like I still think back and it's just, just Josh and I fucking singing and like just our ma- like we just our mouths are fucking <laughs> on fire. <laughs> yep, Dave is just terrible. It's on drums. It's like we're all terrible. We sound like shit. And it was just so fun, you know. But yeah. it was not about that. It was just about about that. But I can't imagine being like perform, you know, to really perform. Well, especially when you do acoustic music, I feel like it's mm. already more intimate. Oh, so intimate, yeah. So yeah, it definitely lends itself to those moments. Because if yeah. you're a punk rock show and you're slamming around, it's you, good. you can't really take that pause. You know, he speaks specifically of, like, she took that breath for mm. the echo. It's like, oh, you, the echo, you don't no, really have those moments. No, it's true. <laughs> if you're at a punk rock show. And that is very intimate, too. Yeah. And we oh, know that... Different, different moments that are intense, and but maybe not that. Yeah, that's, that's true. And the only other thing I can see is... Um, to go back to the Zolo interview, uh, the, that the song is a link in the chain. Another thing that we talk about on this podcast a lot, just um, popularized by by Pete Seeger, always talking about these songs at the time being links in the chain. I think that there's a little bit of that too, where if you imagine it's outside of Bob Dylan, it's just a narrator. It's the act of the performer going around. I mean, this is a timeless song. This could exist anywhere. This bard could be playing in a castle in the 1600s. There is no time on this song. It could be anywhere. It could be the post-apocalypse. We're in an office building in a bombed out Des Moines, right? And we have this character come up and play a show and like make this connection. It doesn't matter where you are, but you're playing the songs, whatever the songs are, it doesn't really matter. 
um, Bob Dylan was asked about this. Um, Paul Zolo uh, said specifically about Pete Seeger. He said, he, Pete Seeger, said all songwriters are links in the chain. Without your chain, sorry, without your link in that chain, all of songwriting would have evolved, would have evolved much differently. You said how you brought folk music to rock music. Do you think that would have happened without you? Bob said somebody else would have done it in some other kind of way. But hey, so what? So what? You can lead people astray awfully easy. Would people have been better off? Sure. They would have found somebody else. Maybe different people would have found different people and would have been influenced by different people. And that's an interesting angle of this, too. I think the angle that gets missed is not about the infatuation with the lady or anything like that, but who is the lady? If she's a real person, what did she do after this? Like, was she so influenced by this that she went home and started making music or making art or doing whatever or just being a better person, right? I want to know more about that person because we've all had experiences that shows where you're like, this is great. I want to be a different person. I want to do things differently. I want yeah. to be like that. And then you wake up the next day and you're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm drunk. I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm so hungover. Yeah. But it's still I'll a be- better person tomorrow. <laughs> But it doesn't go away, though. Like that experience, you always remember it. I mean, those are the moments that just still to me stand out way more than anything else in my life. Just I know all the shows I've been to. I mean, I might need some reminding of where I what day or anything like that. But but if you're like, yeah, you saw him. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, you just slowly it's like, yes, I was there. I remember that. And I think it's interesting to think of that. Like if it wasn't me, it was somebody else. Think about the whole musical canon being, you know, just some random schmo. Right. If it was one person different. The whole thing could be different. I mean, that's the butterfly effect, right? It's like, that's weird to think. Like, my dad could have been Nick Drake. No. Your mom <laughs> your mom could have been Joni Mitchell. No, she would have been like uh, an Elvis version of Joni Mitchell. I think uh, the liked... Elvis Joni Mitchell. Uh, the Elvis... Janis Joplin. Boom. Your mom could have been Janis Joplin yeah. in a different world. You know what I mean? Because one thing just would have been different. Like, where she was out that night at that bar... And she watched a shitty cover band that night could have been the proto Janis Joplin. You know what I mean? Like whatever influenced her. It's just a fun, it's a fun exercise. And just to think of this lady, all of us really being there in the audience and seeing this and you just take away with it what you want. It's very nice. Uh, And then, I mean, that leads me, you know, to, to what I said before about the road. So I just, I think it's a, it's a very admirable song. Does it work in 2020? Kelly. I feel like, I should record a nice, clean uh, audio clip of me saying, well, it's an acoustic song, so it's always going to work. Yeah. Anytime you're using real instruments, it's always going to work. You could just put it on your phone, record a <laughs> audio. <and> just... <laughs> that would be amazing. That's I very funny. Just didn't play one yeah. Time. Uh, yeah anytime or I could like uh, find all of them. Oh, God, I mean, that's a lot of work. But Super I could find good. them all and just do it like one on top of the other. Oh, and my just, God. just like a big like. Echo? Yeah. Well, then That's I definitely good. have to, like, make a script so that every single time you can just layer Yeah. I like <laughs> the idea of, like, let me tell you. <laughs> Cast your minds back to every other time I've heard this. Very yeah, I, I Like, the idea of stuff being circular or yeah. fleeting or trying to be grateful for the moment that you have or all that stuff works. It's all going to be. Perfect. Yeah. And then people still perform. I mean, in the before times. You know, it's it's coming again. We're going to have it again someday. It's going to be nice. And we'll appreciate, hopefully appreciate it a lot more this time. I mean, not that we didn't appreciate it before, but it's certainly, God, something that it's just fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Does it work for me? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I said it's meditative, complex, and it sneaks in a lot of emotions that it's like 
you can be the performer or the person in the crowd. You know, I never thought about the crowd person before until this time. I was like, yeah, what about her? Yeah, what, what about is she, her? What is, she, what is she taking from this? Whatever it is. Could be this guy fucking sucks. This is the wrong type of music. I need to get out of here. My God. Keep yeah. staring at me. I mean, that's a fun angle to think about too, right? <laughs> Where like, he's like, oh God, I loved you. You're yeah. amazing. Clearly we're having a connection. And she's like, oh. Gotta go. <laughs> Don't know why I came here. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Not my shit. Or she's yeah. like super into polka or something. It's like, ah, oh, good Minnesota boy. And it's like, oh God, this isn't polka. Like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> My mom always said, don't date boys from Minnesota. I can't do it. Um, yeah, it's going to be an influence. Uh, it's kind of a rough draft. Again, it's like it, this song it gets lost because even the concept of it gets lost with much greater songs. We're going to see it very soon with a song called Lay Down Your Weary Tune, which is a beautiful song. And we're going to see it even more contemporaneously with Mr. Tambourine Man. I mean, Mr. Tambourine Man has uh, is this. I mean, Mr. Tambourine Man is a is a character taking our narrator on a journey into art, into what it means to make something. It's like, you can't top Mr. Tambourine, man. Sorry. Um, so, you know, it's a great song and eternal circle is kind of just, it's redundant. It's, it's, it's redundant. This and is it's like just... one of those sneaky Bob Dylan songs you could throw on your acoustic playlist mm-hmm. and people would be like, Oh, wow. That's, Bob oh, that's oh, really good. Wow, weird. It sounds great. I mean, yeah. everything's great about it. So um, if we have any final thoughts, we're good. Got nothing else to say, man. I'll let Paul, Zolo and Bob Dylan take this one out. Paul Zolo asks, your songs like Woody's always have defined being pop entertainment. And your songs like his, we know a real person is talking with lines like, uh, he's referencing uh, the song Positively 4th Street, you've got a lot of nerve to say you are my friend. Bob Dylan responds, that's another way of writing songs, of course. Just talking to somebody that ain't there. That's the best way. That's the truest way. Then it just becomes a question of how heroic your speech is. To me, it's something to strive after. Zolo, until you recorded a song, no matter how heroic it is, it doesn't really exist. Do you feel that, Bob? No. If it's there, it exists. Very, uh, uh, Bell Circle Galactica. Galactica. <laughs> uh, Zolo, one, uh, you once said that you only write about what's true, what's been proven to you, that you write about dreams but not fantasies. Bob Dylan, my songs really aren't dreams. They're more of a responsive nature. Waking up from a dream is when you write a dream – it's something you try to recollect, and you're never quite sure if you're getting it right or not. Zolo, you said your songs are responsive. Does life have to be in turmoil for your songs to come? Bob, well, to me, when you need them, they appear. Your life doesn't have to be in turmoil to write a song like that, but you need to be outside of it. That's why a lot of people, me, myself included, write songs when one form or another of society has rejected you, so that you can truly write a song about it from the outside. Someone who's never been out there can only imagine it. As anything, really. As the tune finally folded, I laid down the guitar and looked for the girl who'd stayed for so long. But her shadow was missing for all of my searching. So I picked up my guitar and began the next song. Kelly, did you know that we're a real podcast? It's debatable, but... Spent a lot of time looking into the distance for this episode. Yes! <laughs> I'm 
Okay. Not much of a distance. Not much of a distance. You're just like, man, there's a lot going on. Tell me about us being a podcast. Yeah. Where can you find us if I needed something to distract me? For the next 14 seconds, forget about all your problems as I tell you that you can find us intermittently <laughs> on Twitter, <laughs> on Instagram, on Facebook, I guess. And inconsistently. Very inconsistently. <laughs> I mean, 2020. Shit show. Uh, and if you really want to support us, uh, Patreon. Patreon is definitely the way to go. Put We're always there. Always there. Always there. Patreon.com slash SOTWPod. $1, you get the next episode pledged to you. No guarantees on its content. And if you pledge now, you're probably too late because this episode's probably coming out at some random time. But, uh, you know, you're going to hear it in a couple minutes what our next episode is. So, I don't know. Get, get better at timing. Learn, <laughs> learn our... Learn our Just habits. Now, Learn our habits. Oh my Thank god. You. Learn our habits and then you get you can really game the system. We also make a wonderful playlist every every week. This week, you went crazy. I did the whole thing basically. You did basically the whole thing. Yeah. I, I put a lot of uh I got very esoteric with my songs about songwriters writing songs, uh or just a couple of like generic circle songs that I have loved on my Spotify over the years. And uh and then I come back to the playlist one day and Kelly's like, oh, I have twenty songs on here. And it's like okay. <laughs> you know what I didn't do, which I didn't even think about until right now while we were talking, was I didn't put a perfect circle song on there i really like perfect circle and there's a lyric in one of their songs like circling like a cyan sunday what's a cyan sunday i don't know no, anyway our playlist so. is still good playlist is great uh we have a couple returners to the playlist soccer mommy circle the drain love it from so color theory which uh made me a little ill when i looked it up. i was just like oh yeah no i this album i remember listening to this um 10 years ago, when I popped into it, it was like, oh, 2020. That album came out in 2020. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, God, my stomach hurts. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that was like January. I mean, I definitely recommended it, whatever episode it was, <laughs> at the beginning of the year. So 101, 102, go back and see that. Uh, I also recommended Clean back in episode 51. I, I, uh, it was easier to look up than, than, than Color Theory. Um, Nujabes? Yep, I've talked about him before, too. Two, two times, yeah. Spirit on the Water was the last time. Uh, that we that we listened uh, to that it was uh, reflection eternal fantastic uh, thrice for the fourth time all that this year so good circle is beautiful and that whole album is good and just like our our um, King Cruel and um, Kid Cudi we are gonna I'm gonna put all the beggars onto onto this whole is <laughs> getting on here because it's so good and I just I it's stupid that I forgot Leonard Cohen for the fourth time Tower of Song yeah uh, I, I can't stand this song. Absolutely wonderful. The song is so good. The live version in London. Mm. I love when he sings, I've got the gift of a golden voice and everybody fucking loses their goddamn mind. We listened to this on the way to work one Oh, day, yeah, I know. It came up. And I was like, wow, this will never end. And then every time it comes on to the playlist that I've been listening to, you know, for the song, for this week, for this podcast that we're doing, you know, uh, I, I have to turn off. I have to turn once once it's just like well yeah. I listen to a lot of repetitive droning music, okay? But them doing doo dum 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 forever. It's only fun when you're listening to it in the whole context ever, of the live album. And ever. And you can't listen to it over and over. And if you do, I'm with you. I, I right after the song is over, four minutes, another three minutes of doo da dums. Skip. Yep. But everything else before that's great. I love his voice. Fantastic. I think uh, you're there live as a gag. That's great. Absolutely. That's totally what I mean. Great. That's why it's so fun. The first yeah. time you hear it, it's like, this is this is adorable. And everybody just being so into it. I fucking love. Uh, and R.I.P. Leonard Cohen. R.I.P. David Bowie. David Bowie for the eighth time. 
the width of the circle. Wonderful. I've never seen that album cover before. Yeah, that was, that was his f- he's in first a cool one. dress and he's yeah. got like a nice big wig on. Absolutely. Amazing. It's amazing. Fallout Boy, Eternal Summer, third time for us. This is the best Fallout song, mm-hmm. Fallout song, Fallout Boy song I've ever heard in my life. It is. Yeah, they the the Pax the Pax Americana Pax AM EP they did. This was after they came out with their not last album but the one before it. That was all, you know, shitty. What they've become is not good. I don't like it. But then, you know, they are just a bunch of hardcore kids. Like, th- like their bands, their other bands, the guitarist and the drummer, are both in hardcore bands outside of. No, not Pete Wentz. Oh. No, no, no. The drummer and the guitarist. Is Pete Wentz not Pete Wentz is a bassist. Oh, come on. Never listened to care. a single record. But, but it's this fun. song was fucking amazing. What a surprise find. That's the band they should be. Yeah, that's a great band. But I they, would listen to the shit out of that band. But they don't make... I mean, you could listen... Uh, the, the, that EP's a little That whole like EP 10, like that? Oh, yeah, it's like 10 minutes. Oh, nice. Because it's just fucking fast punk songs. Because so it's great. Because that's there is a little bit of that in them. And that's why I like their, their earlier records. But no. It doesn't get you a billion listens, right? Willie Nelson, fourth time. Uh, write your own damn songs. No, write your own songs. I mean, it should be called write your own damn songs. Exactly, right? And just to piggyback on that, first time for Waylon Jennings on this as well, yeah. since they're both doing this. And Johnny Mitchell, five times. The Circle Game, Ladies in the Canyon, 1969. Lovely. Mm-hmm. That could have been your mom. No, Janis Joplin's your mom. I think my mom, like, <laughs> just the statement, Janis Joplin's your mom. <laughs> Holy shit. I think she might like Jordan Mitchell. I don't know. Man, I'm really excited for one day to maybe have our mom, my, our mom, our yeah, mom, yes. <laughs> my mom on the Just podcast. the collective mom. <laughs> Your mom, mom too. Janice Joplin of moms. Yeah. It's because I, I really want to be like, mom, what do you like? What do you like? I just know she likes Fleetwood Mac and I know she likes all of it. Do you like early era or late Fallout Boy? What do you like? <laughs> She'd be like, I don't know what a Fallout Boy is. <laughs> I did play for her. I think Coldplay came on the radio one time and she was like, these guys can't sing. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, mom. I know she hates the Beatles. Uh, okay, all right. we've, we've lost her. We've lost. The collective mom. Everyone's like, oh, I don't want to call her. I don't want to even call him my collective mom. Uh, yeah. Tough luck. Tough luck for your mom. Well, we will make her defend right. herself. She'll need to defend it. It's going to be amazing. Welcome to uh, welcome to the playlist for the very first time, Melanie Fay, Eternally Twelve. Yeah, this song Great. is really big. I guess I don't know. Mm. It's song really good. So. Well, it was a lead in right after this song. It was fine. Uh, Tom York, last I heard. He was circling down the drain. The, the, his first solo album, uh, The Eraser, I think, something mm. like that. I listened to the shit out of that. And then I like forgot that he makes his own music. And yeah. I popped into a couple of his albums a while ago. And I was like, oh, yeah. Cass, Caspian. Circles on Circles. That's a band. Yeah. Is Caspian the one? Oh, Casabian is what I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah. No, Caspian. Yeah. That's like a post-rock band. They're good. But they have singing sometimes. But for the most part, they're just, I think they're all, you know, just um, instrumental. Mm-hmm. Uh, can? Con? What a surprise. So K-A-A-N. good. So good. Oh, my God. So not I put it he... on my fucking whatever year this was. It's fucking great. His his voice so reminds me fast. a lot of uh, Childish Gambino, like mm. the, the tone of it. But, yeah, the incredible speed of the rapping is really Two-thirds of the way in, he's just going. And he's going so fast and going so long that you you have to stop. And you're like, how oh, oh, he's still going. He's still going. He's still going. Oh, my God. Very cool. Very cool. Not as cool. Arch Enemy, War Eternal. Yeah, okay, so. You love putting Arch Enemy on here, and you Do put I? them on before. Yeah, and I fucking deleted it off because I'm like, this, they're not good. They're just generic. They're the most generic okay. band okay. alive, so, unless you're going back to early Arch Enemy. Yeah, they've made albums since the early 90s. I know. Yeah. I, well, and their first singer was a woman, or it's now it's a, a woman. woman. Okay, so maybe the first one wasn't. Was that? I don't know. I don't remember. But, okay, so you remember Uranium. We all remember Uranium. Yes. Uh, 
Ah, uh, Julia. Yes, Mama um, Julia. They came on, Arch Enemy came yeah. on, and I remember being so fucking angry because she uses a pedal to affect her voice, and I was like, you're cheating, as if no one ever does affect their voice ever. I mean, no. reverb is a fucking effect. Come on, guys. Like, right. But angry, <laughs> righteous for no reason. 2003. 16-year-old man yes. was, was very mad at her. We for, all were for doing that, that stuff, yeah. Uh, but now, it's funny that you're like, this band is trash. I'm like, I think I might get into Arch Enemy. <laughs> Because, because, like, oh, the guitar is fun. I mean, that was a cool solo, thing. too. Yeah, so it's like I'm struggling to find like cool guitar idols. Okay, all right, do it, do it. Yeah, I think this... it'd be neat to just listen to them to, to play some mm-hmm. fucking not that uh, I, anybody who just heard me say I'm struggling to find guitar idols is just like you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's true, but <laughs> no, that is totally true. But like music that I like listening to that. I don't know. I don't want to fucking be in an 80s cover band. You no, know no, no, I mean? no, 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 no. You, I think you definitely got to go with something like Arch Enemy. Yeah. But not only is it a good hook, but like it's just, you can, you know, you can hear the lyrics. You can actually, it is a more generic version of, yeah, something they are just accessible. the same song. Yeah. Every yeah. album. It doesn't yeah. matter what you're saying because it's dumb. <laughs> like the war and the yeah. war, we're at war. Against who? Ourselves! <laughs> okay. But, but when you're in, like, the dirt of, like, uh, you know, Slipknot and shit like that, it's like, yeah, this is definitely a, That's a wrong up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, this is a, this is respectable is what I'll say. It's mediocre at best. Yeah. But it does have good guitar. That's yeah. really the thing. Maybe Children of Bodom? I mean, we yeah. I don't know if we maybe listen to that. But, yeah, they're they're just a Swedish band. But they're, like, fast they don't have they're like death metal beats and stuff but not with like the death metal growling and stuff i don't know that that there's a little bit of that too like the the swedes do it well oh, like well, really I mean, fast and on. like are they the pretenders of of swedish death metal yeah but without the death metal part four years strong wasting time eternal summer uh it's got that um yeah it's like a pop punk with like a little bit of like a melodic yeah. hardcore type of thing uh, already uh, mentioned Waylon Jennings, write your own songs, and then Violence. Violence. Eternal Nightmare. Oh, is that too. better? You like that better than Arch Enemy? I liked it better than yeah, Arch Enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's like that early, early sound of that, which is like not great musicians, but the quality of it, it sounds so retro and like beat down and, yeah. and, and stripped. And I don't know. I like it. It's good. Yeah, yeah no, I, I'm, when I see Arch Enemy show up, I get nervous. I get nervous that we're going down a hole. But no, this is very like suicidal tendencies. Yeah, is that, yeah, yeah sure. like mm-hmm. all I wanted was a Pepsi <laughs> for that song. Yeah, wow, yeah, amazing. So, anyways, our playlist is great, and you should go listen to it. How can you listen to it? Go to see them. My playlist is kept clean on Spotify. Yay! You can do that in real time, or you can go to our website sotwpod.com, which I didn't say before earlier because we were doing a bit. But <laughs> you can you can definitely uh, go there as well and go to our show notes. Yeah, sotwpod everywhere, and you can go. Absolutely. And you can go and, and see the playlist for each one of these things. Kelly, we're also people in the world over these last couple of weeks. Living it up, Oregon 2020, as I said. Summertime. What are you doing? You know, in Supermarket Sweep, uh, one of the, like, the trivia questions or whatever. Was. Bringing it back to Supermarket Sweep. It was like, things that people put on pizza. Uh, the a spice that they put in tomato dishes to bring it to life. Uh, the state above California. And everyone guessed basil, Ooh. which immediately I was like, basil, when they went to the pizza. And I was like, oh, wait, oregano. Yeah, yeah. Because Oregon. I get it. I get it. You don't know it. the other ones, but come on. The state of California, get and out of here. And you say basil. 
The last clue was the state above California, and you said basil. And they thought, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> like, slapped it harder than anything. I know this It's one. especially damning because it's in California. California. I mean, again, this is why people hate California. It's, I mean, <laughs> Amazing. They just don't know where they are at any time. And it's true. Incredible. Oh, anyways, <laughs> clearly still rocking the, the sweep. I love it. Oh, I forgot about it for months because for months, for, for months, <laughs> we literally last. We watched, time. we sad. We I finished every single defunct land video there was. Ah. He did like a full documentary. I, know, I saw that. It was really good yeah. about Halix, which is a fake band that played at Disney World. It's like fucking Star Wars 80s metal. It's amazing. That 80s metal. 80s pop. Like, mm-hmm. it's like Journey. It's like Journey, but Star Wars. Yeah. It's I have not so watched good. it, but I saw but yeah, it. On I was it. like, wow! I can't believe that Netflix has not bought this dude's channel yet. I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure it's coming. I would say they're not going to. That like that level of quality is not out of place. There are so many YouTube's people so good now. So many people that do that level of quality. What the heck? It's not hard. I mean it, I mean it's hard to do and that it's all about time. That's all it is. If you're doing something that you love and you have the time to do it and you know, he's got Resources. definitely got Patreon. Yeah. I mean, it's really it, I, but he seems to do it all himself. You know what I mean? So, well, he's got people. Obviously. I mean, there's like a there's there's tier systems eventually. Yeah, you definitely learn about people's teams and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can do that if you like know you're gonna get five thousand bucks a month, right? right? Like that's a you can that's bring nice. people in when exactly. You can afford to pay everyone. But that's the thing. I think that's a much better model. I mean, fuck Netflix. Direct to creator. Yeah, direct that to creator. Always the best model. Yeah, do whatever you want. Don't have to fucking delay things. Yeah. Anyway. Other than finishing all the Defunct Land videos. Yeah. I mean, that's a bummer. You're going to have to find something else. I mean. We're watching Company Man, but it's not the same. No, it's not the same. We will have to find someone else. Um, it's not even close to the same. Like, at all. Like, he's fine. If you want to hear about, you know, Levi's or whatever. Yeah, like, I mean. It, and that's an interesting it's all thing. It's 10 minutes. And it's just like, yeah. this is a little, little thing. But, but like, a, a good, like. I mean, Defunct Land has changed. Thing. Like, it started as, here's a 10-minute thing about a ride that mm-hmm. doesn't exist anymore. And now it's like. Here's a two, three-hour documentary about Jim Henson. Here's a three-hour documentary about the Walt band, Disney okay. World. Here's an hour-and-a-half legit documentary about this band that never existed. Yeah. So, incredible. Yeah, you're going to have to start getting into the yeah five-hour long shit, and like you're just going to have to get your fix. Keep getting your fix. Soon it'll be streaming. Just I need someone to just stream for 17 hours straight. Let's go. Uh, but uh, a prequel to my favorite podcast, Don't Get Politics. Gay Pimple with Johnny McGovern, now called Gayest of All Time with Johnny McGovern, or maybe, maybe just Gayest of All Time. Johnny McGovern, if you don't know, there was a viral video, early days, early internet, Obama's World Times, 2004, called Soccer Practice. It's like, uh, the, I mean, all of his songs are whatever. They're silly, like, kind of house techno songs, but uh, it was about sucking dicks, soccer practice. I mean, what are you going to do? He, what are you going to do? Play he's, soccer? He's the gay pimp. The gay pimp. Like, that's what it's saying. He just writes songs about... Sexy naked dudes, because that's what he's into. That's what he's going to do. Anyway, so he was also one of the, like, early days podcasters. He's been making uh, Gay Pimpin' with Johnny McGovern, gayest of all time, since, like, 2003. Uh, so super early days. And time. anyway, it's been really amazing to listen to. Not only did that inspire Julie Goldman, my favorite person, to do podcasts, but uh, it and she was on them. Like, that's the thing. Like, starting in 2007 or 2008, she started being on it almost right. full time. And then Brandy Howard got to be on it. Who's the other person? Don't get politics. I digress. Uh, it's really, really fucking cool to hear 
gay men specifically most of the time and drag queens and, and transgender people and, and like because that's he had like kind of a revolving cast of different people in New York specifically before this is like pre RuPaul talking in a about specific all this, like, time though yeah so this is like 2003 yeah, yeah, or yeah yeah so you went all the way back to 03 yeah to, to, to find start. the ones that Julie was in okay yeah so that's how it started I think it was like 2006 the when I when I started started yeah okay but you are now listening to it like the whole pro, the yeah, whole yeah program. going okay. basically forward in time from there but it's just like I sometimes feel really alone and like. Like, I'm being gaslit, and, like, I'm a crazy person for thinking the way I think about things. And it's really cool to he- to hear these guys and all these people. It was different 10 years ago. The, the the gay community, the GLBT community, everything was different 10, 12 years ago. And, like, you might think it's better or worse, but it was different. And you're not alone, and you're not wrong. And it's really cool to have that and be yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm not crazy. That is how it used to be. Okay, cool. So that's been really nice. Uh, and then also, DGP, I got shouted out on another episode. They straight up said my first and last name. They read my whole postcard. So, you know, <sighs> just living it up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and you didn't shout out STW Pod everywhere? Come no, on. Dude, come on. Come on. I mean, I won't resort to that level. So why should I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Kelly, just whore yourself out right. with STW Pod. Well, get it tattooed you on that, your neck. You don't get your postcard read. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, totally. And that was what mattered. There's a picture, if you must know. It's a picture of me and Seamus, the, the WWE wrestler Seamus, circa 2009. Okay. And I sent them that on a postcard. Incredible. Yeah. Postsnap.com. <laughs> if you're curious. Well, I love that you're uh, going back to research. You're basically doing primary document research. I mean, this is like going back and doing that is what a, a scholar would do. To go and understand the world as it was before. Yeah. I mean, that is history right there. I'm I mean, a that's a very recent history. <laughs> it kind of is, honestly. I mean, you're going to have a whole new. That, no, you joke, but that's what literally what history is. It's going to make you a better, not even a better person. It's going to make you a well, more well rounded person. You're going to understand things about things that you could have never known about yeah. unless you do a little bit of work. And it doesn't even take that much work because I don't have to read anything. <laughs> it doesn't God. even matter. But that's the thing. Like, we live in a time where you don't, it doesn't need to just be old fussy documents you know it's like we have so much at our disposal That's right. but it's hard to listen to i mean i'm sure it's not easy i'm sure the quality is not good and... no no he was oh, okay so he's right. in so a he... studio he's like in a recording right right I, yeah. I think you told me that but i mean that is the problem with a lot of those early pods. yeah it's, it's just it's hard to get through fuck it's the problem with our early pods shit yeah why are we going to talk about like, like no 2011's a problem like 2017 <laughs> was a problem guys <laughs> today is a problem you know yeah. it's it, it's hard it's hard and outside, stick with it, though, is what the whole stick with it. Yeah. Outside my normal or what mm. has come to be normal in the year that won't end. I listen to music. That's incredible. So there's a band, local Portland band that Kendra's a huge fan oh, of. Yes, She's yes. the official number two fan of this band. She was able to go to their very small record release party, social distance. It was just her and the band, which is fucking incredible. Um, a collective subconscious. They it's all exactly the shit that i love it's cool gothy guitars it's like a gothier version of a perfect circle with no lyrics so the, the best, best version the yeah. best get Incredible. out mjk or whatever yeah, see ya <laughs> you ruin everything you touch man i don't know uh, anything about him but he always kind of just makes me annoyed yeah kinda he me. makes me sad as a person but damn that dude can sing i hear that bass line or whatever in the tool song and i'm like yeah this could just be like this is oh shit <laughs> No, his voice is incredible. I'll never take that away from him. But the lyrics, whatever. A collective subconscious. They have now officially three albums. 2013, Ethnogens, 
I was gonna I was gonna ask if this was a paid promotion, but clearly not. Entheogens, 2013. Sanskara, wow. in 2017. And the album that just came out two weeks ago, The Grand, The Grand, The Ground Will Provide. The Ground Will Provide. So a normal album title. Yeah, the Ground Will Provide. It's just, like God, we haven't really hit our stride here. Do you like spacey post rock? It's and it's not a lot of electronics. And then my favorite song is, if you must know, from Sanskara, Waylines. Uh, where they have a, a beautiful violin in it too, and it's just like gothy post rock music. No singing music. though. So do it without singing. Do what with say it? that. Say say that you love it without singing. You're not allowed to have lyrics. Right. Gothy post rock. <laughs> you're not allowed to talk. You need to tell us about it without saying words. A collective subconscious. Portland local band. Listen to it. had a couple of pool parties because I'm on vacation currently as we do this. I've been off for one week on my vacation and uh, it's great because I've forgotten legitimately what days are and it's really felt nice. I've never had a stay at home vacation. Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been weird. Uh, I will be traveling out very soon. Actually, by the next time you listen to us, we'll probably, yeah, we'll definitely have been uh, you and I and Kendra. We're all going on a as road trip. As long tri- as my dogs pass their daycare test. God again! I might have to cut this part out. So if you're hearing, <laughs> if you're hearing about this in the house, then we made we made the cut. If not, enjoy the eerie silence. Uh, we had a couple pool parties, as we mentioned. They did not go well, but you know what did go well? Our goddamn playlist, Pet Hospital. It's great. I'll oh, link yeah. it in the description. You can go listen to Pet Hospital. I'm sure we'll rock it out for the next time we have a pool party next year. Uh, Nicole Atkins came out with a record like two months ago. Remember Nicole Atkins? We talked yeah, about her. Because yeah. she recorded live. Yeah, her. right. Yeah, so yeah. that was a big thing for us because we really talked. We we got to talk about Bob Dylan doing that. Like he loved doing that before do that. he went. Yeah. Not as good. Sorry. Uh, Italian Ice is uh, is all right. It's going to take a couple more listens for it's me. It's called Italian Ice? Italian Ice, Nicole Atkins. I loved Good Night Rhonda Lee. Yes. Uh, Yes. That's with her, like, laying, leaning on the piano? Yeah. Uh, leading, yeah, she's got headphones on. Oh, yeah. right, already. Definitely. It's like a painting. Ev- exactly, evoking a Loretta Lynn type, you know, country vibe. So this one has a couple of little country elements, but for the most part, it's very, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe it, because it's not like modern pop or anything like that, but it definitely is sort of leaning into that a little bit. But it's good. It's good. It's just all very, like, subdued. Everything's very, maybe that's 2020. Uh, and then I've been listening to Justin Towns Earl. So Justin Town- Towns Earl. Steve Earle's son died, passed away, 38 years old. What? Yeah. Shh, fucking. I, I saw it on Facebook or – no, I saw it on Instagram. He does music too, right? Absolutely. So uh, I recommended his last album on Duquesne Whistle, episode 88, Patron of Lost Causes. Absolutely wonderful record. Uh, I recommended on episode 14, Wallflower, Kids Kids in the Street uh, from 2017. Uh, mainly because I just, at the time, I just love him. And I'm like, yeah, I'm listening to this on repeat. I don't think I've listened to it since this week. But I've listened to everything this week at least twice over because fuck, man, fuck. Fuck 2020. Um, And he's been a staple of our playlist. Harlem River Blues is on uh, Hard Times in New York Town. 
maybe a moment is on maybe someday. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to change the way you feel about me now is on our Things Have Changed episode. Christchurch Wo- Christ Woman is on Tombstone Blues. And One More Night in Brooklyn was on One More Night, episode 99. Wow. Um, so and we're going to keep obviously going back to it. You know, because he's great and he's on a couple of, you know, as I hear songs now, I'm, I'm, I have all of my episodes already lined up for the future. And I'm, I listen to everything here and I've just been throwing these songs all over the place to when we eventually get episodes, we'll listen to it again. But, yeah, it's a really fucking bummer because he's such a great artist. It's very sad because Steve Earle, you know, he died of drugs. I mean, he died of, of a drug overdose. His his father. Oh, he did? Yeah. His father was. um to recovered it, it, yeah absolutely yeah. on the wire and um you know so he he had stories when he was first coming around as you know he was like what he's like i didn't know what i was going to do with my life because what do you do when you're a recovering heroin addict when you're 13 you know what, what when you're 13 how do you go get your fix um so he was already addicted to drugs way early Wow. And that's a huge bummer, and it's really sad. And like Steve Earle, like never posts online, and he posts a photo of like his grown son, like just laying in his lap, and it's just like it's really sad. Yeah. Fuck. Fucking Chadwick Boseman died too. Chadwick Boseman died exactly, and he had fucking um, cancer. Cancer. In four years. No one never said anything. Incredible. I mean, it's just like what you what you do with your time matters, folks. You got to do what you got to do. I have a songs. I didn't even know this, but I have a songs to cover. In this in this random world where I play music, where I learn how to quote, I'm I'm air quoting here, where I learn how to play music, I don't I haven't used it in forever. There's like seven songs on there, and one of them is uh, "Ain't Glad I'm Leaving" by Justin Towns Earl. I don't even know when I put that on there, and I went back and listened to it, and it's fucking brilliant. And I'm like, this is my favorite song in the entire world, which is not true because one of my favorite songs in the entire world is "Harlem River Blues" by Justin Towns Earl. So if you haven't heard of him or you haven't listened to him, I highly recommend it. Is incredible and RIP. But that's all I've been doing this week. I mean, beyond just hanging out and wishing that it was warm enough for another little party. Good times come and they go, even a good man will break. He'll let his troubles bury him whole, even though he knows what's at stake. So I'm taking no chances. Carrying over all, I'm still good in his grace And I'm no fool, mama, I know the difference Tempted and choosing my fate So Lord, I'm going uptown To the Harlem River to drown Dirty water gonna cover me over I'm not gonna make a sound Alright, Kelly, this is the end of the episode. Oh. We finally made it. How abrupt. The year's coming to an end. No, it isn't. And it won't. And it never will. Oh, God. I mean, when I say it like that, it's true. It's never really going to end. You know, we won't have another pool party, probably. But we will no. have an epic road trip, I'm hoping. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the most caveated sentences of all time. I mean, there is no way that you can't go on the road trip. And I swear to God at this point. Hey, it's up to the dogs. No, it's not. It's up to the dogs. No, you need to bribe whoever to take the fucking dogs. Uh. <laughs> We're going to do an episode. We're going to do another one. So uh, I don't think I don't think we're going to do a um, a music month, a music month this this year because fuck this year. Yeah. But I think I think random is kind of suiting me at this point. I'm kind of in, I've enjoyed last week. I've enjoyed this week. If you've enjoyed it, Kelly, then let's pick another let's pick another episode. What if I didn't enjoy it and I demand Joni Mitchell month or well, don't give away our future month. I was going to say Patsy Cline. 
And Patsy Klein. We do Patsy Klein. It, Listen to every single uh, one of her songs. We could do um, Bing Crosby. We could do other things that have nothing to do with Bob Dylan. I yeah, we could do Metallica. Hey, it's Bob Dylan, but we're also doing Metallica month. It's fine. All right, Kelly, ready to uh, pick next week's episode? We have 376 songs left. Let me make sure, actually, that this is off. Remember last week when we did one and two? I swear to God, if you pick number two, that's not going to fucking play. <laughs> I say that, but then again, we had a lot of fun last week. So, uh, yeah, one one and two, you know, two is still there. Frankie and Albert has moved up to the number one slot. You are, you are not allowed to pick number one. Uh, Why not? Because we're not getting any fun new new selections of what oh, life can yeah, be like. Because yeah, if you just pick one until we get one, that would be, be very boring. For I like ten years, you just pick one. one. Number one. It's amazing. It was amazing. Uh, but we have uh, yeah, three hundred and seventy six songs, Kelly. One out of three seventy six. What you got? That's so many songs. I'm sorry. I need to take a second and digest that. That is so many songs. There's only fifty two weeks in a year. Even and we do not do this every week. But no. even if We've we off did, yeah. that would still take six years. No, no, it take longer than seven, that. eight years. No, if you did it every time, yeah. No, no, this is a twenty-year project at least. I mean, easily. I mean, if, even if you did thirty episodes a year, I mean, you're talking that's 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 so that's a decade, yeah, that's for sure. So much time. That's why you don't think about it. That's why this is not <laughs> this is not a thing to end. There's there's no ending. It's just a thing you do for fun. It's the eternal circle of Bob Dylan. That's it. That's it. Wow. One out of three seventy-six. Wow. I'm glad about, the I'm glad about... the fire came. <laughs> <laughs> You've been told this forever. How about 301? 301. Okay. Hey, I like it. I like it. I like it. Wow. I mean, I hate it, but I like it. 301. Oh, we could have gone back to Tempest. We've had like four songs from Tempest now. Uh, so Tin Angel, we could have done that. But we didn't. No. Uh, 248 is the answer. 248. So you were quite off. Not a 1-2 this time, unfortunately. Know. Tough look for you. Ooh. <laughs> Tough look for us. Song called Three Angels. Off a of New Morning. Wait, Tin Angels? T- right. We gave up Tin Angel. No, no. Was it really Tin Angel? That's, That's the name said, of it. Right? 301? Tin- yeah. Tin Angel. Or Three, Three Angels. Angels uh, which I think is a closing track. Off of New Morning. Off of New Morning. So we're going like back to the land of, yeah, I want to see the gypsy. Uh, new Morning from this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Episode 101. Uh Obviously, Sign of the Window was on that album, but we have not listened to that. I've only listened to the first 30 seconds of that song. This is never Do you have any expectations for that? Three Angels. Here are Three Angels. What are you thinking? Good? Going to be good? Didn't we already do a song where he's like, You Angel You? Yeah, You Angel You. Yeah, that that was on Planet Waves, episode five. That's on the album. Yeah, but is that the name of the song? Yeah, You Angel You. Yeah. Is it like that? There's Precious Angel. That's on uh, Slow Train Coming. Really good, though. That's a good song. Yeah, my expectation is that... This is 1972, so this is pre-Christian era, post, you know... I hope it sounds like New Morning. I mean, that it, it will. Good. It's going to have the singers on it, so... Okay. Oh, we did uh, If Dogs Run Free from oh. this as well. Never forget this guy. What a this ride. Well, <laughs> this is part of the ride, <laughs> honestly. This is some uh, crazy stuff. So, all right, Three Angels will be back for next week. Uh, you know, we had a minor song this week and we really stretched it out. So next week, we'll see what we can do. Kelly, it's been a pleasure. See ya. See ya next time. Bye. Well, I take my time and coming. Take my time and leaving. If you ask me why I'm 